told that girl, I said, I want to declare a firearm. She said, okay, open your bag. I opened the bag. She said, what kind of gun is it? I said, it's a Ruger 38. She said, all right. She wrote all that stuff on a piece of paper and put it on that box. We closed my bag back up, and she handed me a ticket. And she said, now this, with this ticket, you can track that bag. I said, amen, all right. I got on the airplane, and before we had to turn our phones on the airplane mode, you know what I did? I got on the United Air app, and I made sure my bag was on my plane. You say, what would you have done if it wasn't? I'd have talked to the pilot. Because <laughs> I wasn't worried about my underwear and socks. I was, uh, I was worried about that gun. It's important to me. I bought it. It was valuable. <laughs> I'm about to shout. We got to Phoenix. We're running through the airport. Getting ready to get on. I got on the United app looking to see where my bag was. Huh? We landed up there in Medford. I'm standing there at that carousel thing, son, watching, looking for my bag. You know why? Because something was in it that I... (laughs) I said something was in it that I bought and paid for. Something was in it that was important to me. And if that bag hadn't come sliding out on that carousel, honey, I'd have run down yonder to the baggage claim. And I'd have said, where's my bag? My bag's got something in it I got to have. My bag's got something in it that's valuable. My bag's got something in it I purchased. Now, if I care that much about a little old 38 revolver, don't you think God's going to keep up with his children? Don't you think God's going to keep up with his church? I don't have to worry about it. I'm a paid possession. Let me give you one more thing right here. It was testimony of a change. There's two verses I want to read right here to you. First, verse 12, watch this. Verse number 12, I'm sorry, verse number 2. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. So Moses said, what's about to happen to y'all is going to be the start of something brand new. Not ever, it's not going to be like any, and every year you're going to mark the start of your year by what's about to happen. Now watch this. Look what he said there in verse number 14. Look what he said. Verse 14. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. You know what I like hearing about? I like hearing about salvation stories. Because it's the first day for you. And every now and again, whether you feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps or not, you ought to jump up and tell about the day you got saved. (laughs) There ain't a thing wrong. I want everybody that I've pastored for any length of time to know the story about how I got saved. Everybody that I'm friends with ought to know the story about how I got saved. It ought to be that big of a day to me. It ought to be that important of an event to me that everybody knows about how I got saved. Now think about Brother Neil here and Preacher Beaver preaching. See, I know about how Neil got saved. I think about Brother Allen yonder over there in that military base over there in Germany. See, I know how about Brother Allen got saved. And everybody in here ought to have a story like that. It's a memorial to you. Every now and again, y'all jump up and say, Preacher, I just want to thank the Lord for saving me. 
was 12 years old at so-and-so Baptist church, sitting three-quarters of the way back, or I was 40 years old riding down the road, listening to a preacher on the radio, or I was 26 years old and sitting at this church and used the preaching, whatever the case may be. Every now and again, you ought to stand up as a memorial and say, I'm going to poke a devil in the eye right here and tell him about how I got saved. It ought to be a memorial to us. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I wasn't very old. Sitting three quarters of the way back, left-hand side, the Law Branch Baptist Church. And that's where God got a hold of my heart. The devil for years has beat me up about it. Can I just tell you? The devil for years beat me up about it. Because once I got in old-time religion, I heard all these stories about Granny shouting to the Bobby Pins fell out and folks are running the aisles and a preacher hacking and slobbering. And none of that happened the day I got saved. I thought to myself, reckon I am even saved if, if Granny wasn't shouting and the preacher wasn't hacking and slobbering. <laughs> I do remember this. I remember my grandmother telling me, she said, boy, I was praying. I was standing there in the choir praying. She said, I told the Lord all my grand youngins is saved except Bradley. <laughs> she asked the Lord to save me. I ain't so sure she's right about the rest of them, but anyhow. <laughs> See, it wasn't whether or not Granny was a shouting and running. Wasn't whether or not the preacher was a hacking and slobbering. I love all that stuff. But salvation cometh by faith. Salvation is by grace through faith. And so, you show me in the Bible. um, I may be getting ready to mess with some of your minds. You show me in the Bible, sinner's prayer. Show me in the Bible where you even have to pray to be saved. And I believe that you pray when you get saved. I believe that. But it's that act of faith. It don't matter what words you say. It don't matter crying, not crying. It's an act of faith. And you know whether or not you've ever put your faith in Christ. You know. There's a lot of things that goes on in your mind. You say, well, yeah, I have. Everything's okay. It's all right. You know. Down deep inside, you know. I believe that Sunday, I believe I got saved before I ever even got to the altar. When I stepped out and said, yes, Lord, I want to, I want to be saved. I put my confidence in him. And when I did, I believe he saved me. <laughs> Son, God nailed that down in my life. I found another gear preaching. I believe he saved me right there in that moment. I stepped out, put my confidence in him. And I say this to you this morning. You know if that's ever happened in your life. You know it if it has. You know it if it has. Just as surely as, you know it if it's happened. I got a birthday coming up. I'm going to make this illustration. I'll be done. January the 1st. I'll be 45 
I never would have thought about living to be 45 years old. Here I am, rocking it. If I lived in January, it'd be 45, January the 1st, 45. It'll be all over Facebook. People be sending me, people be sending me, happy birthday, happy birthday. Now, what if I came back and replied, well, I hope I was born. Maybe I'm born. I think I was born. You say, that'd be stupid. Why would you say that? Of course you were born. There's evidence. You're standing here. You were born. But you're going to tell me that you put your faith and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ and got born again, but you ain't sure about it? I'm just as sure today that I'm saved as I am that I was born the first time. January the 1st, 1977. You know if you've put your faith in him. One dark night in Egypt, the death angel came flying through. And at that moment, Neil, it didn't matter what was in the house or on the house if the blood was not applied. And God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Let's stand our feet, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, as much as I know how, I've just presented the gospel today, the good news. Lord, I pray today, no doubt a congregation this size, we have several, that really down deep inside, they know they've never put faith in you. Lord, they realized it today while I was preaching. When I got talking about the wife moving in, that bothered them. When I talk, got talking about being born the first time but not knowing whether, that bothered them. God, I pray that you'd really make them uncomfortable during this altar call. Lord, would you go up and down these aisles? Would you convict hearts? Lord, I pray on the first verse that's played as Gabe comes to sound the piano. I pray on the first verse that's played that deep Holy Ghost conviction would fall over the lost. Bless us and help us now as only you can and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name we pray. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I believe all my heart there's some folks in the building this morning that need to get saved. You've never put your faith in Christ. You've never had a life-changing event. You say, preacher, today, I know you're right. I know you're right. Preacher, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to be saved. I wonder who'd be first. Slip out from where you're at. I've been preaching now three weeks on the gospel. Slip out from where you're at right now. Somebody will meet you in this altar and pray with you. And you can be saved today. Would there be one? Preacher, that's me. That's me. That's me. I don't believe I ever put my faith in Christ. Don't believe I've ever had a, a change in life. Don't believe I ever had a change in life. Somebody come on and pray here, Billy. Billy, 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 Billy. How about some more? 
I don't believe I never had a change in life. Never put my faith in Christ. I want to come. If this one can walk it out, why can't you walk it? Preacher, I'm coming this morning. I'm coming this morning. I'm coming today. I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to put my faith in Christ. Would there be another? Would there be another? Preacher, I'm coming today. I'm coming today. I'm coming today. Don't die and go to hell, young man. Don't die and go to hell. Young lady, don't die and go to hell. Throughout the corridors of hell, there's a memory of preachers and songs being played and invitations being extended. Don't die and go to hell.